The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Because that's just something Coach Freeman prides us as, just one day at a time, one play, one life, one one week, one life. And there's, that's literally what it is. Like last week was Syracuse, this week Clemson. We weren't thinking about Clemson no prior than the Sunday. So that's our task at hand, and that's our opponent this week, and we're just going to attack it like we do every other week. Here come the Irish. What a run! Touchdown! Play of the year for the Irish! Welcome to the ND on NBC podcast presented by Salesforce. I'm your host, Coy Robinson, and congratulations once again. We're on a roll, aren't we? Uh, Notre Dame won 41-24 against Syracuse. Uh, this was important. I know that Syracuse is currently ranked number 22, but at the time of the victory, number 16. What does this teach us before we dive in briefly, just briefly, into the game for highlights? It teaches us... What we already knew about this team, it confirms, it validates, and that is that Notre Dame plays good against good teams and bad against bad teams. What does that mean for you and I, the the casual fan or the really diehard fan um, or the fan who's a part of a family who are diehard fans? It means that there is a disconnect somewhere, right? Uh, And I think that word is fundamentals, technique, execution, whichever one you prefer. But that idea of, well, how can you play really good teams really good, but bad teams, badly, there's a lapse uh, in attention to detail. And that's why we've kept hearing over and over again, Houston Griffith, Brandon Joseph, people coming on the, the podcast and telling us technique, execution, fundamentals, week after week after week. Um, and another word that Brandon Joseph, I mean, he, this, this was like a, a foreshadowing weeks ago. He told us turnovers, highlighted, put it on your, on your board, and write it on your mirror. That was the thing that they kept telling us over and over and over again is turnovers are coming. I know they're not coming yet. They're coming. It happened. Opening drive. I, and it was Brandon. I was so happy for him because I was thinking, he told us this weeks ago, and he's been waiting for this for weeks. And it finally happened in a big game on the road. Congratulations, Brandon. The other thing I, I really want to highlight here is that now Michael Mayer has, has done it. He has made history. He set the all-time receiving yards record by a, a tight end, and that's massive. We are witnessing history in real time. We knew this was going to happen. It's one of those things where when he was a freshman, we all kind of knew that he was special, and it was almost like a matter of time, and we're kind of watch, watching him take step by step for the past couple of years, and now we're, we're actually seeing it happen where records are being shattered and being blotted out and new names are being written in, and he still has uh, another one to get, and that is the, the touchdown top spot, which he's tied for at the current moment. A lot of games left. He's going to get it. Uh, but we want to focus on the running game. I mean, Audric Estime, 
20 carries, 123 yards, two touchdowns. He was the hero, and he joined us. The sophomore running back joined the pod to talk about his journey, uh, his plans post-football, hopefully in a many, many, many years, which you wouldn't get, you wouldn't believe it. He wants to be a lawyer. He's been, that's his, been his dream, to be an NFL player and a lawyer since he was a little kid. For more, let's hear it directly from Audrey Estime himself. I am thrilled, so happy to be here with player of the game. I mean, sheesh, this guy is balling out here, Audrey Estime. Look, um, you had a huge game against Cuse. And let's just kind of go straight there because um, when I see those numbers that you put up, I think, what was your mentality heading into this game? For, for you, when you were in the locker room, what, what were you thinking about heading into that game? I was just thinking I got to trust my teaching. Our coaches um, did their best to prepare us for this matchup, and I just got to stick to the game plan, stick to uh, my my training, and just execute, honestly, and that's what I did, and that's what we did as a team. It's interesting to have that level of maturity as such a young player. Uh, how did you develop that level of maturity? Uh, I kind of just think to myself there's not, like, time's ticking, time's only going on, so, like, honestly, I just got to do – I got to be on a consistent, consistent urgency. So no matter what, I just got to make it happen. Now there's no time for the future. There's no time to look back in the past. You just, everything that you want and everything you got to do, you got to do it now in the present. So that was our tax. Stanford, um, Syracuse was our task at hand last Saturday and that was our challenge ahead of us. So I just want to do whatever I could do to attack that and be successful. And now we were just talking before you jumped on, and you're like, I'm 100% task at hand this week for Clemson. It's a big game. Uh, yeah, when sure. you see when you see a game like that, Clemson, um, this late in the season, you know, when you're leading into the season, how do you make sure you stay focused week to week and not just jump ahead and say, hey, we got a huge game in November? Because that's just something Coach Freeman prides as, just one day at a time, one play, one life, one one week, one life. And that's, that's literally what it is. Like last week was Syracuse. This week, Clemson, we weren't thinking about Clemson no prior than the Sunday. So that's our task at hand, and that's our opponent this week, and we're just going to attack it like we do every other week. So when you're breaking down this Clemson film, uh, what do you see out there you know, just from this defense? Mm-hmm. Oh, we see a lot of big dudes. We see a lot of physical guys. So we know for a fact it's going to be a physical physical game. We see a lot of veterans and a lot of experience. So it's definitely, it's definitely going to be a challenge, but that's what we're here for. That's why we come to Notre Dame to play and big time games like this. And I'm just looking at it and we're all just looking at it as a golden opportunity. When I, when I see you out there, Andre, I mean, you're huge. Like, like you're like, you're big and physical. Like you are like, you're big and physical too. Um, yes, sir. When you run, how would you describe your style of play? How would you describe your running? If you had to break it down? Uh, I describe myself as a complete all, all down, all do it, all running back. Even though I'm a big back, like that's no surprise. I use that to my strengths and advantage when I'm running downhill. I'm run physical, but I'm also a back who can do quick cuts. That's elusive. That can bounce. That can run past you, stiff arm, go over you. So I pride myself to be able to do everything because there's going to be a situation in a game where you're going to meet. You're going to need to be able to do other things. So I would like to be able to. I will be able to do everything. So take me back to last year, uh, being a young guy on the team, you, you, you're on campus, probably, why, I don't know if you were wide out and that sounds like you're very mature, uh, to then having this role on this team in only a year's time. Uh, when you were, I guess, how has that transition been for you um, as such a young player? Uh, honestly, I just had to stay ready no matter what. Like last year, if I was going to get thrown in, I was going to be ready this spring. I was just, just got to just stay prepared no matter what, because like I said in in the beginning, I said, time's never time's never lo- slowing down and never stopping for anyone. 
the time is only ticking. So you only have a certain amount of opportunities. And I just say every time I get an opportunity, I just got to take advantage of it. And this year with the new staff and new kind leaving everything, I just got an opportunity and I just took advantage of it. And I'm still to this day, to this, to this day, trying to take advantage of that. Was there a particular moment? Do you, can you pinpoint when exactly you felt like this is this is the call? Because you know sometimes in show business you get that call and it's like, hey, you know this person's out, and you're like, oh, I'm the understudy. It's my time to shine. Uh, do, yeah. do you have a particular moment like that? Yeah, for sure. So, um, honestly, when Kyron left to the bowl for for the bowl game, and Shibo, our other running back, went down last year, so that kind of elevated me in this in the rotation. So I'm like, this is an opportunity. This is time for me to get better. And plus the springtime when we got a whole new coaching staff. So I kind of everything was kind of back to square one. And then I was like, this is everything you wanted to work for. This is everything you worked for this for this opportunity. You just got to take advantage of it. So take me into the mindset of Audrey Estimate. Help me understand who were some of the big influences on you. Because when, when you talk about time, like I said, I haven't met many people under the age of 20 who talk about time that way and think about, you know, opportunities that way. Who taught you how to think about it that way? It's honestly my family, honestly. I'm a big family guy. I listen to my family no matter what. I feel like they influence a lot of choices I make, but they also made me um, really – they kind of influenced me with the choices I make. So just that and just looking at the older guys on my team, like, Bo, you've seen Bo Bauer go down, Avery Davis. Those are old guys that we all look up to, and those guys – aren't able to play football anymore. So just taking advantage of the opportunities you have right now in front of you because you never know when your time's going to come to an end. And just a lot of people pray and do everything to be in my shoes, be in my position to be a Notre Dame football player, Notre Dame running back, and I have the opportunity. So I can't just let that slip on my hand. I got to do something great and something big with that. And um, the the running back room at Notre Dame, I always find it to be an interesting dynamic. I mean, you guys – I mean, every year it seems like it's just like this group of people who are like selfless. You know, I, I, I guess how would you describe that running back room? Because y'all seem like you work together so so beautifully. Oh yeah, like you said, selfless. Everyone in our room selfless. We're all just thriving to get better. Honestly, we're all just pushing each other every day. We're always critiquing each other. Like when we come off on the side, I go to Logan, or Logan comes to me, or Chris, or vice versa. We're always like seeing, saying like what we could see, what could have been better, or that was good. Or if someone makes a big play, it's all right, your turn, you got to make the big play. So we're always just feeding off each other's energy, honestly. And we're just always just elevating every, elevating every day and every week. Who, who, if you had to break down maybe personalities in the running back room, like, you know, uh, like the leader versus like the, the energizer bunny or whatever, you know, who, who, what are the personalities attached to each of those guys? Uh, Logan, yourself, and Chris, what do you, how would you describe it personality-wise? Well, I say Chris is kind of the old head. He's the oldest one of the group. He's been here the longest. He's I say he's honestly the quietest too. And I say me, I say I bring the juice. I'm the hype man. I'm always hyper. I like joking around. I love I'm just like when they're tired or down or something in the morning, I'm like in their face like let's go, like let's go. And Logan is do it all. Logan has his moods. Logan could be one day he's a little a little quiet. One day he's the he's the hype man when I'm down not trying to do a thing. He's the one it's in your face. Let's go. And he's just like, I feel like he's just like a brother to all of us. Logan, he's the one who I feel like if you need a ride somewhere, Logan's going to be the one you can ask for a ride. He's just that guy who's going to be there for everyone. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Wow, I mean, that, that's a pretty beautiful thing to say about your teammate. I mean, that's, that's, that's a wonderful compliment, man. Uh, I, I want to go back to, uh, this is a, a football podcast, yes, but we're also interested in people, human beings, right? And you're a human being. I, I, where are you living on campus? What dorm were you in? You know, what, what has that experience been like for you, just being in a random dorm with random roommates? Oh, yeah, that was, that was an experience. It was, it was a really good experience. So last year I was in Fisher Hall for my whole year. And the first semester, I had a random roommate, and it was a pretty good experience just meeting other kids outside of my circle, my group, the kids who I'm with every day. So that just helps you build connections and just helps you, like, really f- see see how Notre Dame really is outside the football football facilities. You get to, like, experience new people and new things and meet a lot of new people. So I think that's a great thing that Notre Dame does. And currently, I live in campus court with uh, Logan and Blake Fisher. Those are my two roommates now. So, yeah, that's where I've been living since June. Oh, fantastic. And what, what major are you? What are you studying? I'm a political science major. Yep. Okay. Why did you choose political science? Because uh, I'm, I'm, really, I'm big into politics and stuff, and I like, I like um, kind of history classes and criminal classes, and that's really what the course really requires. And um, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm more of a, a paper writer, more than an exam writer, so I can write a 20-page paper. I'd rather rather like 20, 50-page paper any day over take an exam even though I when I gotta take an exam I'll be prepared for it but I'm just more of a writer and writer and reader and that's a political scientist and that's what I like you would really rather write a 20 page paper than just take a like a like, yeah. you know 100 questions really wow yes, have you always been that way you've always been a writer yeah I've always been a writer you can ask a lot of people are different but some people look at me like I'm crazy but I'd rather rather just write I don't mind writing's not I don't mind writing writing doesn't really fear me well, so so when you think about okay, wow. So what, what are do you write like just you know creatively as well? Yeah, uh, I say I'm not. I don't. Really, I'm not really a creative writer, but I really just write what's on the what's about the prompt, like research papers. Like I like doing research papers because I that's really when you you really learn a lot of things that you don't know. So like you're doing a lot of research, and then you got to write down what you learn, and you got to bring in things from class and all that. So I just feel like writing just brings your thoughts together makes you really think about things and i like that how does that translate this might be a reach i don't know but how does that translate to the way you approach the game as a running back like research bringing that together uh as a running back you gotta find not just as a running back as a football player you gotta find ways to get better and just and you that just doesn't happen overnight you gotta go out your way to do your research ask your coach study film study prior backs that were in your position before so i just feel like you got to do a lot of research to be at the high, to play at the highest level and be the best as I want to be. I've been walking the sidelines sometimes this um, the past couple of years, but this year I remember at Ohio State, you know, I saw Jerome Bettis. It was like there, and I know he's there often. Uh, yeah. Have you had a conversation with Jerome Bettis? And you're you're huge. He's huge. Yeah. <laughs> you guys share some knowledge. Yeah, for sure. I haven't I haven't spoke to um, Bettis in a. Uh, Recently, but like he was around more in the springtime and stuff when he was taking classes, and I definitely got to speak to him and got got to pick his mind a little bit. Uh, what what did he teach you? I mean, he's a he's a legend. Oh uh, yeah, he just just teach me like trust your coaches. There, they they're here for a reason. They know what they're talking about, and just really just 
everything, like the little stuff, like stretching and all that, taking care of your body, watching film and all that, just a little, all the little stuff. Uh, so w- when you think about this season, the way that Notre Dame's season's gone so far, um, how do you continue to build on this momentum? Because you, you guys are kind of, you've been clicking and look like, you know, as far as just watching television, you guys are like starting to find that rhythm. But, you know, I'm curious, being in the locker room, being at practice every day, how are you thinking about going and keeping this momentum going? Uh, honestly, just taking it one day at a time, one week at a time. No matter what our outcome was last last week, win or loss, it's a new week. We have a new opportunity. And that's really what uh, we've been priding ourselves this year is just every week's a new week. And just, that's how we're just – that's how we stay tunnel vision, just look at what's right here, right now in front of us, not what's ahead of us or not what's in the past. So that's what we've been doing, and that's – I think that's been working out pretty well, and that's – we're going to keep on doing that for the rest of the remainder of the year. And before I let you go, I, I got to ask you, I know you said you're close to your family and, and you're mm-hmm. from New York. Um, sure. Do you, one, I guess, are you homesick? <laughs> you got, you're, far, you're far away from home. Uh, I, I don't know. I say I miss my family and I, I miss my family and I do miss New York and New Jersey. But like I'm out in South Bend, Indiana for one reason. This is a handle business. And I feel like I got to handle my business and um, ac- accomplish what I came here to accomplish first. And then I'll go back to New York and New Jersey and settle down but uh, I just got to handle my business here in South Bend first so I miss home but I don't I wouldn't say I'm homesick gotcha. I, uh, and the, the last question I have for you is when, when you think about you know beyond football I know you want to handle business I know you know but the game eventually ends for all of us uh, for sure what would you like to do post football many many years from now um honestly that's that's why I came to Notre Dame honestly because Notre Dame is gives you the best opportunity on the field but not just that just off the field and just when you're game of football comes to end so like when I'm done I would like to be a lawyer but that'll, that'll require more school which I'm gonna do once I'm done playing football so I say I want to I want to be a lawyer when I'm all said and done yeah a lawyer and probably own my own little business but lawyers I always wanted to be a lawyer since I was a little kid and just because I'm a football player now that's not gonna stop when you were a little kid you wanted to be a lawyer yeah I wanted to be an NFL player too but like my my mom, my mom and like family always just invented me like football doesn't last forever. Like you got to have something like you can you need to fall back on. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna be a lawyer then <laughs> if that doesn't work out. But so yeah, wow. I said I'm gonna be a lawyer, and I still that's still what I want to accomplish when I'm done playing this football game. Hopefully for a couple more years. Is there a reason why you wanted to be a lawyer? Is it was someone you looked up to, or what's the nah, reason? Nah, I just. You just ask any of my family or friends. I just, I can, I just say I'll be, I'm, I'm good. I'm good at getting my point, my state, my, my statement across. So uh, I just, I'm good at that. Good arguing cases. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. I mean, I, I, this has been a very interesting interview, Andre, because I, you know, I thought about, well, you're probably the first person I've ever met that enjoys research <laughs> and you want to be a lawyer. Uh, that's yeah. wonderful. Best of luck to you. And we can't wait to watch you this weekend against Clemson. Yes, sir. Thank you. It was nice talking to you guys. Make NBC Sports Predictor a pregame ritual every week. Play Irish Pick'em for free and have a chance to win $10,000 each week. Rush the end zone and download NBC Sports Predictor app today on the App Store and Google Play Store. Thank you so much, Audrey. Uh I really enjoyed talking to you, too. So let's go back to 2020, shall we? This was um, a crazy game. I mean, the word instant classic is thrown. I mean, the phrase instant classic is thrown out. I think way too much. Um, like <laughs> it like, seems like every every game of of consequence is just ends up being an, an instant classic. 
I get. I like to reserve it for, you know, for special games like this, like a double overtime win under the lights against the number one team in the country. Two under like two unbeaten at that moment. That would be the definition. I think it would qualify for an instant classic. This actually fits the bill. And the game itself was strange. I was there. I this was one of those moments. It was strange for a lot of reasons. One, the stalling offense um, by Notre Dame. Two, Trevor Lawrence wasn't playing. DJ Uyunglele was playing. And by the way, I, I met him and when he was in high school. Him and Bryce Young, this is, this is a crazy story. So him and Bryce Young were, were All-Americans, and I was working on the All-American game um, in San Antonio, my hometown. And we got to sit down with both of them prior to the game because they were quarterbacking you know, both teams for this All-Star game. And I remember right then and there thinking, whoa, <laughs> these guys are special. Um, but DJ, he's a really interesting guy. He, not only you know, is he a physical specimen, supremely talented as well, uh, being that size, being able to throw the way he can. Uh, but he's also really funny and like really laid back and chill. So I was expecting, I was very uh, excited to watch him play at this moment to see what he would do in this moment. And he ended up having a record performance, throwing for over 400 yards. Uh, and essentially, well, you know, his debut under the lights, very exciting uh, for DJ Uyunglele. But the reason why this was so strange beyond those is because there were only like a little over 11,000 people there. And I don't know if you've been to Notre Dame Stadium. That, I mean, that's like, that's not that many people. So when you were in the stands, we were in the stands doing the pregame show, me, Jack Collinsworth, and Doug Flutie, we're doing the pregame show. And we're like in the lower bowl and there's no one around us. They're just like lights in the, like by the wooden bleachers above the field. I'm watching Clemson warm up. I'm looking at Travis Etienne go through his warmups and I'm in the stand standing around and there's no one around. Like it's just empty except for like this small little student section. It was very, it was a very weird environment for such a big game. And it was surprisingly very loud. I don't understand how that worked either. We went back in to watch the game because we watched the game underneath the stadium so we can watch all the other games as well because we do the, the halftime show. So we got to you know, update you on other games, what's happening around college football. But then after that, there's a fourth quarter. And I was like, look, this game is getting crazy. I mean, there's a two-minute drive scenario. We have to go out there. So we ended up going back out and watching half of the fourth quarter or the majority. I can't remember exactly how much, but we watched the fourth quarter in the arena and saw it all happen. I was standing right behind um, – the the cheer section by by the end zone behind Notre Dame's bench and like the the cheerleaders were waving the flag right in front of me I mean it's a huge flag and uh as the leprechaun was just running up and down and then when Notre Dame won everyone just rushed past me to rush the field and I was in awe I was just absolutely just confused I've never seen anything like that before so that environment was electric absolutely absolutely electric despite being like I said followed by a lot of asterisks you know like Trevor Lawrence is playing and COVID and it was very strange, but it's a very special game. Now to go into the gameplay, we should just look at highlights, shouldn't we? Like who doesn't like to look at highlights? So off to Mike Tirico and Tony Dungy for a highlight package about the Clemson game. As number one undefeated Clemson visits number four undefeated Notre Dame. Same generation as his quarterback. Here's the game, Kyron Williams left side into the secondary. Williams down the sideline. 
you're going to see some slanting and the Notre Dame offensive line zone blocked it and picked it up created a great space and then this is what Kyron Williams can do he throws Turner ran right around him couldn't get him down big start for the Irish 65 yard run for the sophomore from St. Louis Missouri eight points you leave on the table against a great team oh and the target is right in the hands of Amosha Carmoa who will score touchdown bouncing off of ETN into the arms of Amosha Carmoa for the second straight week a running play to ETN turns into an opponent's touchdown you're going to see him here Amari Rogers is supposed to block him but he blitzes ETN takes his eye off it, sees him, takes his eye off the pitch. It's a touchdown for Notre Dame. Great players making great plays in the moment. Just a crazy play. Clemson shows pressure. Here they come with five. It's picked up and Book's going to take that shot. Now you Avery Davis, 20, Davis 10. First and goal for the Irish at the five. Third and goal for Notre Dame. And Russ playing coverage. Book on the roll. He throws and it is. Williams, the blocking, the tight ends on that side. To the goal line, it is Kyron Williams for a Notre Dame touchdown. And an extra point from a tie game. Moving up on this beautiful night here in South Bend. Second and goal for the Irish after timeout. Williams right to the right side. Powers to the end zone. And Kyron Williams scores again for Notre Dame. Tommy Tremble, the junior from Jones Creek, Georgia. Fierce blocker from the tight end position. Good double team at the point of attack, good kick out block, and a good strong hard run by Kyron Williams. Jonathan Doerr for the extra point, knocks it through. Irish stop, they knock off number one. Four to the right, Uyangalore thinks that he's in trouble. He is set. Bauer buzzes out for coverage. Uyangalore hit from behind. Dalen Hayes jumps up and gets him. Russian three, drop it eight. Uyangalore. Steps up, loads and throws. It's caught. It's pitched backwards, up in the air. It's on the ground, still in Clemson's hands. And now it is down. It is over. And the Irish have knocked off number one Clemson. It's a weekend of must-watch events on NBC and Peacock. Look, it all begins with the horses at the Breeders' Cup Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, followed by Tigers. That's right, the Clemson Tigers taking on Notre Dame football in South Bend and capped off with Saturday Night Live. The action continues Sunday with the NASCAR Cup Series Championship at 3 p.m. and the Titans battling the Chiefs in Sunday Night Football starting at 7 p.m. all on NBC and Peacock. Wow, that's a lot of really high-profile events. Uh, so this weekend, now we can zoom in. We saw last, or we saw back in 2020. The, a game of epic proportions, an actual instant classic. This weekend, who knows what could happen? We know that Notre Dame, this team, plays good teams well. We saw a, a good first half, although it was sloppy football all around by everybody, all parties involved, with Ohio State Notre Dame. That was a top five matchup. Sloppy first half, but Notre Dame won the first half. Everything fell apart in the second half. This team has matured since then, and they've had some big wins to hopefully bolster their, their confidence in the weeks since. Now they have another chance against a number five ranked Clemson. Can they do it? We will see. <laughs> this is, I, I'm, a, I'm more optimistic. I'm more optimistic 
than usual. I'm very optimistic generally as a person, very hopeful. But seeing that this team beat Ohio State the first half, the first half, and then fell apart the second half, and then in the weeks since, they've actually grown against good teams, I think we might see an upset uh, in the Irish's favor, which would shock most people, I would, I would say. I mean, this Clemson team is really good. So we will see. We'll be back next week with reactions to this epic matchup versus Clemson and preview Notre Dame's next game, uh, where they're going to head to M&T Bank Stadium this season for their annual contest against Navy. So be sure to download and subscribe to the Notre Dame on NBC podcast on the NBC Sports YouTube channel and wherever you get your audio podcasts. Irish. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.